Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Maron. Welcome to live WTF at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Thank you for coming out. Are you ready to do this? Let's do this. What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? Austin, Texas. Come on, sit down. Get in here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Sit down. What the fuck? Seriously. What, you could get into Burr show? You're trickling in? I love Austin, and I know you guys love it, too. But I think I've come up with an impression of Austin, and I'll do it for you now. Fuck that bullshit. I'm not a sellout. That's why I moved back. (laughs) We've got a big show. This might be the last live WTF ever, only because I don't know if I can't get any better than this. This fucking show is crazy. But... I can't. I got 900 people here. I can't dick around too much. Let's just read some emails real quick. Uh, subject line: WTF dream. Hey, so I've heard you read off a few WTF dreams before, and it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon that finally happened to me recently. I quit smoking, and like an idiot, I keep wearing the patches to sleep and have crazy fucked up dreams. They're so weird that I'm almost intrigued not to stop wearing them to bed. Anyway, I cannot recall the exact situation, but it did include Mark Marin stabbing a lady in a white outfit straight in the crotch. I don't remember a lot past that other than I was totally horrified. There you go, Jennifer. Jennifer definitely has feelings about me. This has an uplifting ending. Mark, holy hell, I love your show. The message uh, and subject line, just thank you. So, okay, sending this because I just bought my tickets to see Dylan Morin at the Wilbur in June, who WTF introduced me to. He's a genius, so damn funny. I also got into the Eels on your recommendation and a bunch of entertainers. Thank you. And this is the, this is the kicker. I was holding a grudge against Dave Grohl since my first girlfriend in high school dumped me for a kid who looked just like him. <laughs> I wonder how long he's been holding that. Don't you? Like, how old is this guy? This goes back, man. Like, after your podcast, I'm healing 20-year-old wounds. It may just buy a Foo Fighters album. Can't wait to see you whenever you venture back to Boston, Ed. This one's weird. Thanks for the third-party heartbreak. Yeah. Mark, so I met a guy at a party through a mutual love uh, for your podcast. We spent a very pleasant couple of weeks together, and then he essentially told me he never wanted to see me again. (laughs) Haven't spoken to him since. Completely destroyed my propensity toward hooking up with anyone. So fuck you for screwing up my love life. (laughs) And this is the hotline. And thank you so much for comforting me through it. Now, this is my kind of gal. (laughs) 
Fuck you, thank you. That was actually part of my wedding vows to my second wife. All right, my friends, let's begin the journey. My first uh, guest is a man that I love him. He's a great comedian. He was always. Did he? What did he do? Did he do something nice? Oh, really? All right, then I'll tell the truth. I first saw this guy when I was like nine, and I thought, that guy's pretty funny for an old guy. No, he's one of the best that ever lived. Dom Irrero, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look at him. It's good to see you. Good to see you. You you liberal fag. Oh, oh, didn't I get enough of that this morning from the ONA fans? I did it. It was was a callback. (laughs) It was a callback that only you and I knew. It was a callback to a conversation we had privately. They They did, for the wrong reasons, probably. But to see, the thing I still, I love about you, Mark, is, is all your success and all, you still get, like, fucking hurt by these stupid fucking retards. <laughs> Let it go. Look at you. You're dashing. I've never seen you live before. You're better looking in person. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he cute? I mean, come on. You're a cute man. Look, can I, do you mind if I sit a little closer sure, to you? Sure, baby. It's, come on over. It's, it's awkward being all the way over there. I felt lonely. You remember back in the day? Oh, the day, yeah. yeah. With... With, with me and W.C. Fields. Oh, that was the my, time. My contemporaries. And you, you were a baby. You were an infant. And you, you would do stand-up. I would come to your crib and you'd do little bits for me. Then I would turn you over and, and have my way with you. Wait you, a minute. Whoa, whoa. That was you? I thought that was my dad. Well, I had one of your dad's masks on. <laughs> that got weird in four seconds. <laughs> But, like, when I met you first, we were at the, I was at the comedy store. I was drugged up. Yeah, you were yeah. part of the Sam Kennison's group. Well, I, I was a mascot of that group. I, I was worried. Yeah, I, yeah, worried. I, was at, uh, I was doing my, uh, you know, graduate work in chopping lines. And You're lucky to be alive, man. I am lucky to be alive. You were, I, was, I was worried about you. I always liked you. You know that. And I, you were so, so fucked up then. Uh, no, but, I mean, seriously, <laughs> fucked up on drugs and... <laughs> And, then, and he couldn't get at the real, your real yeah. fucked up self because it was all clouded by drugs. Now I know it wasn't the drugs. Now that I know you know. <laughs> but do you remember, like, 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 it was weird back then because there was all the chaos going on, chaos going on, but you sort of just rose above it. I never understood how the fuck anybody could just stay out of that, that, that way of that well, shit. Well, first of all, I was always very strong on yeah. stage. <laughs> It was a gift. I can't. I didn't give it to myself. God gave it to me. Why I was chosen to have that gift, I don't know. But I did. I stayed away from the fray. Sam always tried to get me to do coke, and I didn't want to do it. And, and I, I was so glad you survived it, because you were fucking shaky. What are you, you going to call time on me? No. He's looking at his fucking watch. Like, I'm going to get a light. You, know, you never did coke? I, no, I never did anything. I did cough medicine. <laughs> Like, I drank a bottle of cold medicine, and I started tripping out on that. I, did, I smoked pot, like, yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Nothing. I, I mean, I do uh, suppositories. No, that's good. No, I do... Uh, I, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, good. <laughs> I am. I'm a, old school. Old school. Yeah, sure. Why I, do that? I, I remember when Mitch Herberg was doing heroin. Yeah. And you know Mitch Herberg, guys? Right. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we both love Mitch. And he told me one time, real proudly, we're in Rochester, New York, like that makes a difference. He goes, Dom, I, I, I'm only drinking now. I said, Mitch, I'm so proud of you for just being an alcoholic. <laughs> I stopped shooting heroin in my leg because it about <laughs> fell off. Remember that? When the rumors were his leg was amputated? Yeah. You know, I think they almost did cut it off. Yeah, well, he had, uh, he had nothing left. No yeah. veins. Yeah. Anyway, way to cheer the crowd up. Yeah. And guess who else died? <laughs> That's a great thing about being this age. All I care about now is dying of natural causes. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What I look at me. My eyes are closing as we speak. <laughs> I will be at the Atlanta Improv in yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And the hilarities in Cleveland. I got to get out of here. No. no. How, is your, how is your health? It's good, though, right? My, well, uh, the, after the hangover. And that's yeah. the danger of being a comedian because you can sleep till four or five in the afternoon. Right. And, you know, you don't drink anymore. No, but thir- I, but now thirteen you're years. To caffeine. I mean, uh, nicotine. Yeah, a lot of nicotine, a lot of caffeine. I got one of these, like, uh, like I'm, I have a nicotine lozenge in right now, and I always do. And then somebody gave me these things. But how does it make you feel? Now, well, now I'm doing two things. <laughs> like, I have a lozenge in, and now I'm taking hits off of that. But it's not a high, right? I'm defying my heart to stop. <laughs> See, that's why I could never drink that fucking Red Bull or any of that shit. That shit's crazy. That's not a good feeling. Like, you know, no, Red I Bull, don't... it's not like, a, like, you could drink nine cups of coffee and be a little fucked up, but one Red Bull, it, 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 like, it makes your soul irritated. Yeah. The only time I want my heart to beat that fast is right before I come. That would take some timing. Like, yeah. like you'd be fucking, and you'd be like, all right, Red Bull time. <laughs> you see how you add to the bit? Yeah. You embellish. And fucking tag that shit. Now, look at, the, look, look at the incredible success you've had over the last couple of years. I remember I was on one of Mark's first podcasts in Ireland, right? <laughs> Now, we're in Kilkenny, Ireland, two lonely fucking mooks sitting there. And he Old says, guys, and there's just like drunken young Irish people all around us. So I said to Mark, uh, he said, well, yeah, why don't you do my podcast? I go, Mark, anything you want. I love you, you know, whatever you want. When do you want to, he goes, when do you want to do it? I go, how about now? He goes, now? It's 12 o'clock on a Saturday night. I go, but look at us. We're fucking losers. Let's go do something. <laughs> what, nobody's going to even notice if we leave for half an hour. And we did. <laughs> we went up to his room. This tiny little room, I had the suite above it. That was awkward, yeah. I was, <laughs> that was awkward. Yeah, I had to, you know, keep you off of me. But, what? You got so, you, the, you're, you're so good at the podcast, not to be uh, Sammy Maudlin, but you've done so well. Look at this. These people come out to see you. Very nice. I love that. Do you, do you remember the first time we went to Ireland together when I, yeah. I was like, I was newly sober oh. and, uh, and you thought they hated I was you? just divorced and we used to sit there and eat that porridge in the morning. Like yeah. you were the, like you would help me in the morning and I was like, this, this sucks. I'm going to be here for two weeks. They fucking hate me. And I'd be sitting there eating oatmeal and you'd be like, Mark, take it easy. It's going to be all right. And I'm like, what do you fucking know? Well, Is you, that how you remember it? No, I remember it that, that I remember you saying they hated you and I thought they don't even give a fuck about you. <laughs> They don't hate you. They don't even know you yet. Let them know you. To know you is to hate you. Like I do. <laughs> they don't even want to exert the energy to hate you. You're just an annoying thing, like a bug or something. Like a neurotic Jewish bug that's flown over from the States. I think that divorce was good for you. Uh. <laughs> what? I don't, know, I don't know what that sound was or where it came from. <laughs> I never saw it was heard a, that before. It was a lot less passionate than it used to be. I think it was supposed to be like, yeah! <laughs> but now it's faded. It's like, ugh. 
but your that's girl. good. That's progress. I think it was. It was you, you, I think you hit your nader. <laughs> in, in, what, in, what is that? The lowest point. Okay. No, I mean, I think you hit bottom, and you, you realized even bottom has a little give to it. Yeah, what was that? What was that, Dan Vitale? Dan Vitale! Yeah! Fuck, I didn't mean to steal it. No, no, I'm not saying he stole it, but that's a great joke. Yeah. Oh, well, that, now, now you're going to worry about that. Dan Vitale was a guy that nobody knows that we knew. Comedian's comedian. Everybody laughed but the audience. He used to... Here's how Dan, Dan was all sweaty. You know, he'd been through some shit, and he, he was, had a lot of momentum. Remember? Yeah. He, and he used to get on stage at the old improv on 44th Street, right? And he'd just get up there, and he'd have this hair, and he'd just stand up there. And he, the first thing he'd say is like, yeah, you know, I got a feeling we're not going to get along. <laughs> right? And yeah. then he'd just sweat. For, and like what the, the bit that Dan used to the, do. Da Vinci and all the Italians tipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the Descartes, well, not Descartes was French, but all the Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. What, what was this great joke? He's like, you know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you're what, due. No, the, the, I'm due. Yeah, I'm due. I'm but due. then he did that thing. What was that great Vitality thing? We can't thing? do parts of bits for these people. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the one where he said, oh, yeah? That's a good one, too. <laughs> the, he had two genius bits. The first one was like, you know, he was walking down 8th Avenue and a, and a, a transvestite hooker comes up and goes, yeah. What you want, baby? What you need? And he goes, what do I want? What do I need? I want answers to philosophical questions. I want to know what the moral... Is the universe moral or is it not moral? I want to know truth. And then she goes, I'll blow you for $5. And he goes, sometimes you settle. <laughs> okay, let me do my day of a tally bit for you guys. <laughs> And then, he, then he say, sometimes you want answers to big questions. Other times you settle for holding a blonde wig down behind a dumpster on 8th <laughs> Avenue. Let me ask you this. Yes, Tom. Are you happy now? Why do you have to? Are I, you happy I, now? I want to ask you, are you fucking happy? You got a beautiful girlfriend. You got a successful career. You're a dashing fellow. If are you put it like that, I'm nervous. Um, are you happy? I, I, have, I have moments of pure happiness. The other day on the plane, I, th- I saw you, and I was sitting with, you know Andy Kindler? Yeah. Fucking, so we love him, right? He's so fucking funny. And he was sitting next to me. Oh, you should, if you want to see something fucking scary, Andy Kindler sleeping with his mouth open. Oh, and then when I got my tongue, I just did that little thing. I circled around. But anyway, you, 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 I don't go for the cheap joke. No, no, I, that was, I, that was uh, a very high-minded, But you were weird. in such a good mood. I've, yeah. I've seen you withdraw so yeah. much. I'm thinking, this fucking guy, maybe you can make it balance. You can make, be happy and still funny at the same time. Right. And is there a, then what happened? Nothing. I'm just saying that you seem happier, and I want you to be happy. I am happy, man, but I'm nervous. That's all. I'm happy because and nervous. Because you think it's going to crash? Well, of course it's going to crash. But, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying... No, it, 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 everything's going fine. I, I choose to just be content with, with, without being happy. If I can just be content for a little while, that's good. Happiness seems like a lot of pressure because you, you know, people are like, are you happy? I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and no, I don't mean to lay that on you. I, yeah, you know, no, I appreciate you, you inquiring, but I mean, it's, it's really fucking bummed me out. Well, that's what I worried about. <laughs> I worry about like you got a TV show coming up. No, it's great. Everything's good, man. See that? Like, did, he, did he look miserable when he said that? No, I didn't. Did he look... How's this? Let me do a take on that. Everything's great, man. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I hate myself. I hate my... Here, I'll do my, one, you... I'll do my one word David Tell impression for you. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dave, I, I, I have a podcast, Don Marrera Live from the Laugh Factory, right? I did. And it. I have David Tell. Mark was great on it. 
And I have David tell on it. And at the end, we're just talking. And I said to David, I said, David, sometimes I don't think you realize how strong a comedian you are. He goes, I hate myself. He said, no, I hate my act, but most of all, I hate myself. And I said, that's why you're fucking funny. <laughs> you know? You didn't ask him if he was happy. He's miserable. <laughs> Dom Irrera, ladies and Thank gentlemen. Thank you. So you want to move down? Yeah. I'll take this one. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the greatest, most wonderful people that I've ever known, and I've known her forever, and she's very funny, and there's, she's, she's the only one. Janine Garofalo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah. Come over to the couch. Where are you going? Where are you going? No. (laughs) Get over here. Yeah, you can come over here. Sit with us. Dom stayed late late for you. Five minutes with you. Where do you have to be at ten fifteen? In bed? I have a show. (laughs) I have a show. You know, like a real show. Oh. Oh. Boom. You just got served. I did. Hi, Janine. Hi. You look fucking great. What you do? You no, it's do. just because comparatively, uh, I looked so awful before uh, that that it seems like I look better. No, you're. But always, it was a. Uh, uh, no, you're either I, like you know either you're like sort of ruggedly attractive or you're just fucking glamorous attractive. And right now rugged, I feel I, ruggedly. Yeah. Ruggedly. Now I think you're glamorous. sexually ambiguous. Is she gay? Yeah. Because uh, I, as you know, I get mistaken for gay and Jewish. A lot of times, to which I say thank you. I mean, I, I take it as a compliment because it makes me far more interesting than a asexual atheist, uh, which I am. How does, how does but, being mistaken for being gay unfold? How does that happen? Oh, it's just I think a lot of people assume females in stand-up are seemingly gay, but also I think maybe just my physical appearance for whatever reason. Um, I've had, and I even did a, a magazine. This is a few years ago. Uh, there was this... Uh, um, LGBT magazine, I think it was called Velvet or something, and it was myself and a number of other um, women who were gay. Yeah. And it was at the photo shoot when they found out I was not gay. And I was, I was like, what? What? Whoa! Um, How did that come out, though? Like, it was Oh, like, because I was just talking to some of the other women, and I said, and this is so strange that I'm on the cover with you guys because, you know, I, I'm not gay. <laughs> carrots and peas, peas and carrots, carrots and peas. It was uh, like one of those things. And, and then it went to the editor person, and yeah. then they had a discussion about it, and then in the end decided, okay, she can be in the picture. Oh, my God. So you had a pass? They're like, you know, we'll just... She's a they, friend I'm of... Here now. She's here now. Yeah. She's here now, so... So what did they what did they put in the magazine? Friend of gay community. Uh, yes. Gay, gay friendly. Gay friendly. As I am, LGBT... <laughs> Queer theory, I yeah. read about in my introduction. What I have all that? these books. Introduction to logic, introduction to ethics, introduction to queer theory. What is queer theory? Because uh, I think I should know about it or I'll offend somebody. I actually used to know how to encapsulate it, but I read it so long ago. But it's the study of, uh, you know, I Queers? guess. Uh, uh, the LGBT, transgendered, uh, commu- pansexuality, whatever it is. It's Ch- the study on- at probably in academia. Right. Are you on top of this stuff, Dom? Yeah. I, I, I just am so... Uh, I, can never, I can't be gay now even if I wanted to. Seriously, I couldn't get in that kind of shape. <laughs> I, I really, it I, is. It is a high bar a for lot, the fellas. It is for it's guys, a high bar. The last thing I need is to be rejected by a dude. <laughs> you know, how fucking sad would that be? <laughs> yeah. No thanks, pal. 
But you can, have you, da- have you been with women? I have not, I have not. And, and it's not because I, 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 I just, I find, if I can be blunt, it's the bottom half of it that, that I, I can't, I can't yeah. be intimate with another lady's maiden head. Uh, not that I have, I, I just, I just, it's, ugh. Uh, um, I say that about my own as well. Like, you know, what goes on down there? It's, it's like, it, and I wear tights all the time. And, so it's, and nothing good happens in a vacuum. It's so, true in aerospace and mining and in your tights, especially in the humidity of Austin. It's very true. <laughs> and there's nothing. And, you know, actually, sexuality is fluid. And I'm sure without uh, cultural constraints and the way we're indoctrinated, because uh, it, the indigenous peoples around the world many years ago before colonization and imperialism the sexuality is quite fluid. Um, what, what, what does that mean, fluid? Do you mean just like, hey, just uh, fuck anything? Any port in a storm. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, the Greeks, you're referring to the Greeks. Not just the Greeks, but many, many, uh, the indigenous peoples of the Americas. They're just sort of like, oh, I'm um, feeling it, hold still. When, when they would get older, if a spouse died right. for companionship, they would, they would get together with another spouse for their golden years. They didn't have AARP. Right. Oh. Um, Why'd you have to look which at I'm me getting letters that? for already AARP stuff. So, so that so, means like what? What's, so, citizen. and this this establishes what in your mind that it was what that I'm getting that, AARP stuff for the fluid. No, that the fluid sexuality just means that we're. I'm all, assuming that if there was no constraints and if yeah. we were not, uh, you know, a puritanical society sure, sure. or what have you, many more people would uh, like half of this audience be fucking right now. Well, I know it's generational. Young young people are very bisexual, mm. uh, and I only know this from talking. Let's see to the hands, people. bisexuals. Let's they're, see the hands. All right, one. They're person they're who, much more open to the experimentation. Who, who might feel a little awkward about admitting that at that moment. Well, there's nothing it's, shameful about it. There's nothing shameful about it. I said I, awkward, not the, shameful. Aw- I, I, it's not awkward, but I find that much like with the allergies, yeast, gluten, wheat, nut, tree nuts that you young people seem to have, uh, I think they're also fond of uh, bisexuality. Yeah. As well, long as there's no tree nuts and, uh, <laughs> and yeast and gluten and wheat and soy involved. But women seem to, guys like it much more than women do. Guys like we, what? We got, well, you never hear a woman going, Alice, would I love to see Gus blow Big Vic. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's always the other way around. Too high. I have I have a thing else. That could be cultural, too, that, that we are led to believe that men enjoy watching women Hot together. Women. Not diesel uh, yeah, not, not that. Yeah, not, uh, not, uh, not like bearded a, diesel dyke. Not, yeah. not the hardcore. Hey, like that Bertha. show, The L Word, always bugged me for that reason. Oh, uh, they, the, the L Word. Uh, they had very um, lipstick lesbian looking oh, the, the actresses. Videos. As opposed to a variety of what uh, women could look like in in life, the, but also the, the many styles of lesbian, the many styles of lesbian, sure, sure. and uh, it was always just very uh, mainstream looking uh, lesbian women who men would find attractive. Right. I, I found that offensive about yeah, that show, yeah. the L word. Me too. I gotta go because I, I got. I, I was got, furious I go about because that. I got another show. I wanted to be on stage. You guys, this is a just minutes. getting interesting, Don. Well, we were... now I'm going to file that in my head and use it later. You know what I mean? Sure. Thank Don you, everybody. Rara, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You, Don. All right. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Should we bring out a, another person to take Dom's seat? No, we'll bring someone out in a minute. Let's just hang out. Okay, that's fine. Um, what's up, you guys? Janine's right here. So. Oh. <laughs> What, so what have you been doing? Have you been doing the stand-up? And- uh, well, I've, I've been doing, you know, I've always, I always do stand-up, but I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, 
road stuff. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. No meanies. But I can't. I can't take another trip to JFK and be grounded <laughs> on the tarmac, J- John F. Kennedy <laughs> Airport in yeah. New York. So not only are are you 80th in line to take off, which is what, because it's a hub, mm-hmm. JFK, like yeah. O'Hare in Chicago. It's a hub mm-hmm. airport. So it's always delayed, but now there's even more delays. Dude, the of- fucking, like here, this happened to me. They aborted a landing that I was on a plane and, that, and then I heard about this thing. Like mm-hmm. that, this is not a place where you can just sort of like, yeah, they can make it with just a guy. You, you know, like, you don't, that, they should, that should never be said about air traffic control. Like, there's usually three of them, but that guy can do it. There's the machine, you know. So I'm flying in. I'm landing at fucking JFK, which is usually better than LaGuardia. The guy has the, and, and there were problems leaving Los Angeles. They didn't take off because they, and I've never had this happen before, where the pilot tells you what's going on. He's like, we had to have maintenance come out. We had an electrical issue about a fan that cools the electrical wiring, uh, but he says we don't need it. Right, yeah, they, and then they like, we just tagged it, we don't need that fan. And I'm like, well, how the fuck could that be? You know, all right, so fine. So then he, we make it to JFK and, and he's landing and he's got the gear out. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I, I'm about to turn my phone on because I do that, like, like, before you actually land, I'm like, I'm in the zone. And I turn my phone on and the guy goes, what? He pulls the fucking plane up like this and goes back up into the air. And I'm like, this can't be good in any way. That's why you can't turn your cell phones on. <laughs> and that's why you need your seat in the upright position that you've been asking for years. Why can't I have my seat back a couple of inches? That's why. I guess I learned my lesson. Yes. No, but I thought, well, this clearly has to do with that fucking fan they said was okay, right? So now, like, uh, two things happen to me. I'm terrified, and I'm also very impressed that those planes can fly like that. Because when you're on a big plane, you're like, you got to be careful with these things. No, that guy just fucking whipped, whipped it up and zoomed around. And it turns out, this is the point, he goes, uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, we were cleared to land, but apparently there was another plane on the landing strip. Right, you can't cut back on air traffic exactly. controllers and stuff. You can't cut back air traffic controllers. It's a huge, huge thing. So you go tell Governor Perry... Governor Rick Perry, if he's not busy seceding, if you're not busy seceding, <laughs> no, he's Governor at church. Perry. Isn't he at church all the time? Does he live at church? <laughs> he's busy blow drying his hair and um, amping up his southernest accent. Uh, all right, so you want to bring just like Todd George up? Bush did. Yes, let's bring Todd Berry up. Ladies and gentlemen, a, a man who's just recently started his, his own podcast and, and truly one of my oldest friends in comedy and a guy I always enjoy watching because I think he's one of the funniest fucking guys. Todd Berry, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, seems like I'm a crowd favorite, huh? Huh? Yeah. Crowd favorite. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, was that supposed to be part of your intro? Crowd favorites. Uh, I'm just, I'm just based on... I've just been listening to the way they applaud for each guest, and it just seems like I'm the crowd favorite. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I planned on saying that do you ever get fucked? Do you ever get fucked up? On, like, do you, I, like, I spend my life tweeting on fucking airplanes. Do you fucking... You, you've, do you have problems on airplanes? Wait, wait, wait. Do I have problems on airplanes? Yeah, do you tweet on airplanes? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, that's... Have you found that you can take action? Don't, isn't it exciting? When oh, you, you mean tweeting about an yeah, airline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I will, like, sometimes ask for a first-class upgrade. <laughs> hey, United, um, I was in The Wrestler. Can you give me a first-class upgrade? 
And sometimes they'll write back, but I also realize, you know, they're not going to like go, yeah, we'll give you one, and then 60,000 people who aren't D-level celebrities start. Um, so I'm do more. you ever get like, love the wrestler, but no? They sometimes, yeah, yeah. They sometimes will respond like, with a little jokey, you know, it's like some 22-year-old kid <laughs> yeah. is the social media expert at United speaking on behalf of... <laughs> A major a airline. Gigantic airline. But yeah, they, they, they will sometimes. I can't. I guess right now it would be great if I had a great response that I remembered. That's okay. In, in, Virgin in, in, America will always write you back, though. American writes me back. Delta. Not only did Delta write me back, because I was on a Delta flight that I co- complained out over because we, wouldn't be, we weren't able to leave the gate because a guy refused to sit down because there was vomit on his seat. And he was like, I'm not sitting in the vomit. Delta needs to clean up the vomit. So it's weird because I think he had a good case there. Think, <laughs> but I'm on his side on that yeah. one. I think I, I would. But still, I wanted to take off. So I was, you know, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. torn between shut up and sit in the vomit and let's all rise up against Delta. But it reminds me of a New York Times essay I wrote a few years ago. <laughs> I really did. No, I found a, I found a syringe on a flight. Got used? Like Used? I didn't, I didn't... It might have been for a diabetic or something, though. That's what it didn't the, have to be a... You want to hear the exchange I had? This sure. is pretty good. Yes, please. Uh, there was a guy who was annoyed, kind of like you with the vomit. Yeah. Only this guy was actually, like, couldn't understand why I would even point out yeah. a syringe in the, yeah. next to the magazine. <laughs> and uh, then the pilot came over and was very apologetic. And then this, this guy next to me is like, could be a diabetic. And then... This is what the pilot said. You want to hear what the pilot said? It could be a diabetic with AIDS. <laughs> the pilots. And I was like, whoa. This is, I hope I get a chance to write for the New York Times someday. Because this is, this, this is going to be a little jam. It could be a diabetic with AIDS? Yeah. And then, he shut that guy up, huh? And at the, at the end of the thing, he's the, the, the pilot's like, uh, well, give me your information before you go. Give me your, your contact information. I was like, holy shit, like Hawaiian vacation. Yeah. It's like two, two upgrade certificates. Fuck that. Yeah, for fucking medical waste. I pushed, I pushed Delta to the point where I would not, I relentlessly was tweeting how much they sucked, and they sent me a, a gift basket. Did they really? Yeah, they sent me a was gift basket. Was it full basket. of tickets? No, no fucking tickets. <laughs> just a fucking like, oh, gift basket. Pairs, thank you. That's what I was hoping to get out of this, pairs. <laughs> Ooh, Clementines. <laughs> I got Clementines. Let me sell these for... And some kind of pretzel I've never seen before. They really sent you a gift basket. Yeah, they sent me a gift basket, but I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm still... I, and then there's people that, you know, when you tweet at airlines and they tweet back to you and you get some action, there's other tweeters that are like, God, I wish I was a, you know, a guy that, you know, was a, a mid-level right. celebrity. First world problems. Yeah. I saw you attack... I fucking hate that. I saw you attack a guy for that. It made me laugh. Your fucking hacky first world problems joke. Yeah. I, that fucking first world problems hashtag just eats... just fucking kills me because it's, it's pompous it's condescending and it's hacky and they think they're being clever with some fucking stupid hashtag and I live relative, you know this is yeah my problems are mundane but they're my problems so shut the fuck up I agree you know, like, I agree like nobody you don't see like someone tweeting like I can't eat my family lives in garbage and they're like third world problems <laughs> you know like, I can't. where's I, that hashtag well, they don't have computers, asshole. First world problems. I almost tweeted at JetBlue because they uh, 
<laughs> they read out of blue chips? No, no, no. Their TV or something didn't work, and it was like New York to Seattle. And I said something, they're like, we'll take it. And they gave me like a $15 certificate voucher. It was literally Have $15. Have you thought of reading a book? What's that? Uh, you, could, you could read a book. Yeah, I mean, there's I'd other ways to occupy yourself on the book. flight. Wow, if I was going to predict, who would say that? No, 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 I'm just saying, <laughs> so what? You can't watch a TV. So, I mean, that's why you should bring reading material. And I know uh, you must have like Kindle with 10,000 books on it. Is it still a Kindle? Uh, okay. Yeah, they have. But Janine, why can't I like actual books? But the thing is, you don't have to watch the TV, right? No, you can. You can. If they have Wi-Fi, man, you can fucking just jam and tweet. But they gave me fifteen dollars. You can't even buy a book for fifteen dollars. Well, you can at a used bookstore. Oh, I saw them. (laughs) Or, or book people, book people at the airport, even. I've I've been reading a book. What's that? Yes. No, I mean, what's a book? Uh. Poser, Poser by Mark Spitz, the uh, the music writer. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I just it's fucking pretty great. But um, should we bring Maria out? Do you want to keep jamming, yeah. or do you uh, feel what? I just feel like which, if there are any airlines I didn't talk about. You can hang out. Let's just bring right. Maria out and keep this jam going, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Barry. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the amazing Maria Bamford. Totally moved over for you. Hello, Maria. Hello. Oh. I always worry about being on a chat thing because I'm sort of introverted, and I. Anyways, is it okay if I'm a little quiet? Sure. Cool. We'll just let's all let's just all get to your pace. Yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How are you enjoying Texas? Oh, I love it. Uh, It's real nice. Uh, You know, I walked the lonely streets of Uh downtown a little bit Uh today because I didn't plan well. Mm. You know, uh, you need to schedule things with your friends. (laughs) You know, uh, collect in the lobby. And what I did (laughs) is I uh, wandered aimlessly (laughs) and uh, felt worried. (laughs) Worried? Worried. (laughs) Um, About what? Well, I think what happens is that your neuroplasticity really is affected when you're eating things from inside your hotel room. Uh, M&M's. Yeah. Peanut M&M's. Yeah. A little Kashi bar. That cost me about 25 bucks right there. But what else is the lady going to have for breakfast? Yeah. Did you do shows at the comedy club? Uh, yes, I did. I went to uh, Cap City. Everyone coming out to see live comedy. <laughs> Cap City. Yeah. How they? How were you received? Uh, it went uh, went real nice. Yeah. Um, I think uh, basically sold out. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I don't even care. <laughs> Did you get a bonus for selling out? Uh, oh, I don't know. No, let's talk. I want to oh, talk money. Let's, no, let's talk money. That is, there is no union for comedians, so it would be great if we had an open source income uh, uh, information. 
We should pool our money, don't you think? Yeah, let's pool our info. Um, how, good, how, how was your special received? Uh, my parents on the fence. Uh, <laughs> they were in it, though. I know. My dad said there should be more people. And uh, <laughs> you know, I just felt kind of on the spot. And, uh, they were worth, it was just you and them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, my, but they knew they were getting into Yeah, yeah, no. I paid them. I paid them 600 bucks a piece. <laughs> you... <laughs> Cash on the barrel head. <laughs> I gave them a beer before my uh, suicide chunk. That's my closer now. All about suicide. <laughs> but they, but they're, are they happy? Oh, they? yeah. They're, they're real pr- I mean, they're real proud. They don't really watch it. You know, I think they... They just kind of... You know, I think they... The words come out, and they just say, oh, she's she's talking. (laughs) You know, we're so proud. Have your parents been proud or, you know, like, specific pride in what you do? Yeah, too much. Oh. My father has not listened to my podcast. He insists that he doesn't know how to do it. And and he's been on three of them. He's probably not lying. (laughs) Oh, yes. And, like, I used to call him, but, like, I sat with him with the machine. I said, now, just click the arrow. Click the arrow. Let's play. Click the arrow. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I'll do it later. Nothing. <laughs> My dad got locked out of his Yahoo account. I helped him out with that. <laughs> <laughs> How's your old man doing with the tech? Uh, my dad, uh, with the technology? Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's much like me. He's a bit of a luddite. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He does doesn't have a, uh, much understanding of it. Uh, he's in his seventies. Uh, I am close to that, but um, <laughs> we are both uncomfortable with technology. But he just recently got a cell phone. Just recently. Yes. And a flip. Uh, he never has it on, and he never has it on him. So there's no reason to ever utilize it with him. But he does, he did purchase one. Mm. He should not call my dad someday. <laughs> Who's got the same policy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know, I never turn the phone on. That's what he says all the time, I never turn it on. I never turn I'm it like, on. Dad, that's costing you $7 a month for the, <laughs> for, the, for the most unbelievably cheap plan you could get. <laughs> do, do you still live by me? Yes, of course. I live, I live uh, the cross streets in New York. Yeah, over by... Do you know yeah. the neighborhood is blowing up? Yeah, no, it's gentrifying. Did you just give out the corner you live on? Uh, listen, every it's no problem, okay? <laughs> I can handle it. Uh, no, and if anything, I mean, the only reason to, to, to get into show business is so people will say hi to you. <laughs> right? What? It's all I need. Have you, have you, have, what's the weirdest, like, high you've gotten? I mean, uh, I imagine that you, not, I'm not judging you in any no, way, no, but I, no. I imagine people feel very close to you very quickly. Uh, um, I like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, because I have mentals, and so, you know, my, my friends, this fellow mentals, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I'm schizophrenic, and I haven't had an episode in six years. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> That's hard. That's hard not to have an episode of schizophrenia. Do you have a diagnosis for yourself? Is there... uh, apparently bipolar 2, which is the new gladiator sandal. <laughs> I don't know. Catherine Zeta-Jones has it. I don't know. Who gives a shit? 
like I, I'm just on some sweet I'm on some sweet meds yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. that's all that matters I feel great <laughs> yeah you do, right? Yeah, I do. That's I do. Good. Yeah. That's good. You know, because everybody, all the ladies in my family go off the rails at some point. <laughs> uh, my aunt dated a drug dealer named Lips by accident. A <laughs> uh, couple of years. My mom went through a time where she was calling the Pope. Fair enough. You know, <laughs> somebody needs to give that guy a jingle. Did she ever get through? <laughs> she got uh, through to a Monsignor. <laughs> And uh, apparently got some things done, or at least a message (laughs) written down. (laughs) But that's when you need to, you know, uh, wrap a feed bag, a microwave popcorn around your neck, (laughs) get yourself driven to Lost at Sea Hospital. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's nice in there. Uh, yeah. You did the special. What, what else is happening? Well, uh, Are you still running in the morning? Can I still run into you at the coffee oh, yeah. shop I, with totally. your friends in your exercise clothing? Yes, in our exercise clothing. Uh, we go to a, the Armenian Cultural Center uh-huh. uh, to a ladies' fitness class uh, where we do what I think... We, we cradle a basketball <laughs> from one end of a ballroom to another... How much does it cost to join that gym? <laughs> right down at the Armenian Cultural Center gym. <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be a very reasonably priced gym. <laughs> and how are the personal trainers? Well, it's a you know, That's good. It sounds like a good it's, program. It's a great program. And then you go out and you eat a giant muffin and you know, which takes you out for 5 hours. You know how that is, Marin. You're taken out yeah. by a muffin. Boom! <laughs> Everything was going great. Muffin down. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Bamford, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh... Now, in preparation for my next guest, you should know that we've been doing okay. Please welcome Michael Ian Black to the stage. Hi, Mark. Hi, Michael. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you. It's, Look at you. Oh. Look at this great big theater that's yeah. oh, easily 60% full. This yeah. is great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I, I did pretty good, good for tonight. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. How was your show next door? Oh, I mean, again, like I don't keep track of ticket sales or anything like yeah. that. I mean, it was standing room and whatever. Yeah, I, okay. I yeah. don't know how many they were able to cram in there. It felt like a it, lot. It was sweaty in there. Yeah, yeah. sure. But, but, it was, they, but you, they were there to see Chelsea probably, right? Uh, well, there were three of us. It was Chelsea Pretty, yeah. uh, uh, Judah Friedlander, and myself. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, between the three of us, you know, we really filled the room. You got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You couldn't quite fill the room. But yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. That's, that's, that's my point. It doesn't matter. I, let it be noted that I started this with nothing but love in my heart. Um, <laughs> Oh, my God, Mark, I came out congratulating you. You almost filled this smaller theater than the one that I was just in. I congratulated you. Look, I know you're overcompensating. Um, 
for, you know, the fact that, you know, since the state, it's been touch and go. Um, (laughs) And I'm excited for you to finally have a high to see what that's like, because your TV show, it's on IFC, so people will Netflix it or whatever, so that's exciting. And, no, early word is that, early word is that you're like, you're in it, and that's great. yeah. Let's talk about some of your shows that were on for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> there have been a few. We could talk about them. <laughs> Michael and Michael have... Oh, they canceled it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't There's... you fucking dare groan when I take a shot at this smug fuck. <laughs> hey, was that really your brother out there? Yeah. Mark's brother, is he in the audience today? Yes, he is. I, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, because he, he, he came out and Mark said, hey, this is my real brother. No, there he is. You and, want to, oh, yeah, there he is. And I, I, stand I, up. Show him yourself. Oh, That's my brother, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't sure because he's a good-looking guy. So I was like... <laughs> and no, because he didn't feel like he needs to do the whole thing, the whole facial sculpting. And he's just like a regular facial looking... Facial sculpting? What are you talking about? No, I just mean like the Backstreet Boy thing that you... At some point, you know, I... As you get older, your face is going to drop and your jaw is going to grow. And you're going to just be like, your face is going to become bigger and more moon-like. And you're going to be ugly and stupid. (laughs) Spend your whole fucking life trying to hide the fact that you're a Jew. I didn't believe. Moving to Connecticut, pretending with your non-Jewish people up there. When they go, Michael, we black. What is that? Not Jewish. <laughs> I pass. Yeah, I know that your whole life is built on it. Yeah. Well, at least there's no black people where I live. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Baron Vonner, wait. I, um, is Baron here? Is there anyone? No black people? Okay. Hey, listen. Oh, I want to thank Do you. Do you have... Ugh. Mark sent me... You know, Mark's got a memoir. I've got a book of essays that are memoir-oriented. And Mark uh, inscribed it to me, and he couldn't even let the passive aggression go in the inscription. What did I say? You wrote, Michael, uh, just, wanted, just want you to know that I really do like you, Mark. <laughs> nice, right? In parentheses after do, in parentheses, it's N apostrophe T. Apostrophe. <laughs> Like, Total yeah. dick move. Even when no one's watching, yeah. so you have said, to take a shot. I really do, in parentheses, don't, don't like yeah. you. But that was cute. It was a cute way of I saying I don't like you. You didn't laugh? <laughs> but I was trying to be cute because I thought that's what we do. And I, like, now... In public. In public we do it. In private, I expect a certain amount of respect and mutual admiration. <laughs> yeah, what was your book? Which one, Mark? Because I've written several. I know this is your first, and I know this is a thrill for you. You've written two? Oh, nobody read the first one? What was that? The Jerusalem Syndrome. How many have you written? Three? I've written three for adult and several for children. You write, you write children's books? Yes, many. You tra- do you, are you training kids to be, like, smug and snarky? I'm training kids to think for themselves, Mark, and to not have to lower themselves to insulting people that they invite to their home. That's what the books are about. They're about, be, they're all called Be a Gracious Host, unlike that fucker Mark Marin. <laughs> Volumes one through ten. 
I, I'm glad that you know that you persevere in your struggle to maintain relevance, and and like because because really if you think about it, your your celebrity is just the fact that like people know your name and that you're snarky and you have a lot of Twitter followers and they're they're charitable. They're like that's Michael. You know he used to be funny. He's he's still. You know, he was part of that group of people that we watched when we were nine. There was like 12 of them, and two of them are in movies. One of them, we don't know who he is. And, and then there's Michael, who was always the one that had that cuteness. And now he's just aging, and we should help him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> let's, for a minute, let's drop the act and just, right, be, yeah. and just be a couple Absolutely. of professional entertainers. Yeah. So, uh, like, do you, like, when you perform, like, on a stand-up show, what do you do? You mean, like, the show I did earlier tonight? Yeah, with the, the sold-out one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, stood up there, told a bunch of jokes, some personal anecdotes from my life, mm -hmm. uh, related well to the audience. Uh -huh. um, afterwards, uh, embraced a lot of people. They said, thank you for saving my life tonight. <laughs> Uh, there was no, a wait, no, let's, what did they really say? Thank you, I've loved you since I was 10. That, uh, the, the honest truth is I don't interact with the audience. <laughs> no, okay, again, that, I, I did, that was a cheap shot. How is your wife and children? Is this now going to turn into no, taking shots at no, my wife no, and children? No, <laughs> no, no. I think it's too late to shift the tone of this interview. <laughs> you guys should just go at it till you're done. Um... Well, thank you for asking. My wife, and she is my first wife. Um, <laughs> she's doing great. And our two kids are lovely and well-adjusted. And up there in Connecticut, they get good grades. They're well-regarded. So thank you for asking. Sure. How, how are your wives? Are you still in touch with them? No, no, I, I don't keep in touch with right. them. I, yeah, there's no reason to. I don't and how have are children. your kids? Oh, oh, oh. I don't oh, have kids, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can, I just, can I just be honest with you? Yeah. There's no way your kids aren't going to be fucked up. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> But at least they will have grown up in a mansion. <laughs> Michael Ian Black, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's my uh, honor and pleasure to bring out a guy I haven't seen in a while. I love him. Uh, he's, uh, you know, when I lived in New York, he was uh, ever-present, ever-hilarious fucking influence on me. Jim Norton, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Jim Norton. Thank you. That was a delightful look, welcome. <laughs> you, you fucking look great. Thank you. I've been have, sick. Have you, you, uh, no. <laughs> I love telling people that. They're like, you lost weight. I'm like, yeah, well, they found a lump. <laughs> do, do you really do that? You do do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I do. With great pleasure. <laughs> How long do you let it sit there? I just, that, until they fucking hear this podcast, they all think I have cancer. But you don't have cancer. No, no, I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What do you do to lose the weight? 
Uh, just not eating and going to the gym. Really? Yeah. What fucking shifted? What was the moment? When did you? What were you doing when you realized? Ugh. It was fucking one too many moments of honestly just pinching my B cup tits in the mirror, <laughs> and just saying you should fucking put a shotgun in your mouth, you <laughs> fat nothing. One too many moments of that, and I'm like, I have to do something. I had a moment of clarity of just hating my own guts in the mirror. Did you feel like you like were itchy from the inside that you wanted to fucking rip out of your skin? Yeah, it was always that. It was always just that fucking disgusting, uncomfortable feeling. I just, I never felt good about it. Was, it was really weird. Like, the only people I felt comfortable with were prostitutes because I need my nipples played with. And when you're on top of somebody and your fucking tits are hanging down and someone's going to play with your nipples, uh, uh, you're paying for a prostitute to pretend that she's not grossed out doing that. That's where the money is going. It's not for the fucking. It's for the acting she does. I just love that, you know, every part of that story was just to get to your discomfort with your boobs. Like, that really uh, is all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. And it's weird not having that anymore. I mean, I'm still not in great shape. How the hookers feel? Um, still as necessary, but for other reasons. <laughs> but, I mean, are they okay with your tits now? You're not feeling any tit insecurity with the... I don't... I I'm, I'm just want to go back to dating and fucking regular girls at this point. I'm yeah. Kinda, yeah, I kind of feel ready just to go back and try to get it for free for the first time in three years. <laughs> It's, it is free. Huh? What's that? It's free. <laughs> it is for some people, but... You know. <laughs> but you could have gotten girls during this whole time, no? I attract sociopaths. Yeah. I, really, I don't attract anybody emotionally healthy. It's like, uh, I got stalked for two years by some girl in Boston who I fucked once, and I lost my erection three minutes into it. I was terrible, and she still stalked me for two years. So it's like, I've been, I've been kind of gun-shy yeah, ever she, since then. You owed her. She felt that you owed her. You didn't finish. Yeah, it, and- was, it was just that psychotic, fucking needy look. Like, we have unfinished business, don't we? I'm like, ugh. How do you handle a stalker? What did you do? I did it. I mean, I know what to do with a stalker. You have to totally ignore them. You never talk to them. You never give them feedback. Because if you, if you wait six months, then you pick up and you go, fucking leave me alone. You've taught them that it takes six months to get a response. But once in a while, I would just snap. And uh, luckily, she started fucking my coworker, who makes a lot more money than me. And that finally got her off my back. <laughs> so is she on to him now? No, she's done with him because he gave her phone number out of the air. And uh, some people, she got like a bunch of people calling her, and I guess that somebody latched into Isn't social media great? It really is for that. If you're being stalked, social media is great. But like, how the fuck do you like, you know, like I, I had a run in with all these fucking trolls this morning, and you know, I talked to you about it. I mean, how do you fucking deal with them? I mean, what do you do? Um, I've gotten a lot of hate mail. Like, I had a big fight with Jesse Ventura, and uh, like, over what? I, no, I, over 9/11 truth conspiracy. Yeah. And uh, where do you stand on that shit? I don't. I, I don't believe there was a conspiracy by the government. Yeah. And no. uh, he and I had a very uncomfortable argument. And um, you know, because he's a hard guy to have a discussion with. You know what I mean? Because you get like one point, and I'll be like, "Well, Jesse, I didn't think that that's what happened." Oh, I guess you were in the military. All right, you win. I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't a seal. I'm a cunt. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, but I got a lot of weird threats and shit from his people. And I'm stupid because I answer hate mail, which is dumb. You yeah. shouldn't answer it. You shouldn't feed into it. But I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself, you anonymous nobody. Yeah. And that's just you never that. answer my hate mail. What's that? You never answer my hate mail. <laughs> well, you didn't send the cockpit I requested. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, and when you engage with them, what happens? It gets really ugly. And once in a while, they usually back off or I'll back off. But once in a while, you realize that you're dealing with somebody, you know, it's a, who's got like real emotional problems. And it's kind of stupid to engage them. Yeah. 
Right? And you feel, you feel that there's that moment where you realize, what are you, what, what are you looking for from them? To, to what, like you? You think you're going to win something? No, I don't and care then, if they like me. I want them to be angry. I want them, because it's like they're anonymous. You know how they come at you anonymously, right. which it makes me fucking hate them for coming at me without their real name. Because it's cowardly. Yeah, but the ones who use their real name are frightening. Like, you know, <laughs> my name is Bill Watson. I'm going to cut your throat. All right, Bill. <laughs> my fault. I didn't mean to engage that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I had one guy who was fucking giving me a hard time for years, and I would just attack his anonymity because I wanted to know who he was. Yeah. And uh, he finally sent me a picture of his family, and he goes, this is who I am, and this is what I do for a living. And then he kind of turned into a friendly guy. And he's like, hey, man, if you're ever on Long Island, you're welcome to stay at the house. He was sucking you in. Yeah, but, but he, was, he was okay. He you know, wasn't the threat that I thought he was going to be. But it's fucking scary, and I'm yeah. stupid to engage them because in those moments, you know, you, you make really bad decisions. So what... what um, in, I, I, for some reason, every time I see you, I want you to, you want you to tell me that Ron Jeremy story. Um, Ron likes that story. I, I, had, I hosted the Porn Awards uh, in the end of two, in 2003, and uh, I wasn't having... Uh, none of the girls wanted to fuck me after. None of the girls? None of the none porn girls? Gr- no, yeah, of course. Who else? None, yeah, none of the porn girls. <laughs> just seems none. None of the girls? None of the girls. No, I'm not selective. It's not like, well, half did and not the ones I wanted. None. <laughs> Well, if one of the girls wanted to fuck me, there would be no Ron Jeremy story. Um, do you realize that, that, that you being on this panel is exciting to me? Like I, because I never thought that like, I would get Maria and Jim Norton on the same day. I, I like day. Maria. I know. It's just uh, two worlds, you know what I mean? It's funny. I, had, uh, I, I was supposed to, I wanted to bring a date to the awards, and I asked it. There was a transsexual porn star named Vanity yeah. um, who I asked to be my date for the porn award. Yeah. She was arrested for blowing somebody at the expo <laughs> in the afternoon, yeah. so she wasn't available. <laughs> Which we, means I, I really made the right choice for a date, but... <laughs> Can we talk about the transsexual thing? Is there, what, you, you, you like transsexual. Who doesn't? <laughs> what am I fucking, what am I, a communist? <laughs> <laughs> but how, how, like how far does it go with them, generally? Well, how far should it go? <laughs> you know, know I mean, I've you, never you, had to experience. Well, you pay to come, so I'm not going to stop before I'm, you know, come on, my... Here's 300 bucks. God bless. Go home. No. <laughs> okay. So you're at the porn awards. Yeah. And what happens with Ron? Uh, I went up to my a buddy of mine owns the Bunny Ranch, and I've never gone. He's invited me, but I just I just I never went. And I went up and I, I walked into the room, and Ron Jeremy, who I knew casually, was uh, having sex with a girl. But my, this is true. My friend was, was going down on a girl on the table. Yeah. And um, I just sat down, and uh, Ron was having sex with a girl on the bed and there was another girl that he had just had sex with and in between them he went into the bathroom and he took rubbing alcohol and he was cleaning his penis with rubbing alcohol um I didn't say it was a sexy story folks I'm just answering fucking Mark's question but you know I think that shows that he's a professional it really is but he said I asked him why he did that and uh he said it's to make sure that there's no cuts which I guess is very uh, practical and uh so he was having sex with her and he goes you know Jim she looks like she uh needs a cock in her mouth (laughs) And I looked at her like, well, you know, and she was like, I do. So I'm like, all right. And uh, I, uh, and I'm not big on being like public like that, but I had to for the story. And uh, I, oh, I, gracious. Yeah. <laughs> I need rubbing alcohol just from hearing the story. 
But do you hear how much better this is than if one of the girls had liked me at the award show? This is how it should have ended up. So I took it out, and she popped it in her mouth, and I had a threesome with Ron Jeremy, and I have photos of it. It's really nice. Yeah. But, but did, he look, did he say something about your cut? He did, actually. He goes, uh, thank you for remembering the story. I haven't told that story since 2007. He goes, uh, he goes hey, man, you got a really nice piece. Which... <laughs> Which, looking back, I think he was fucking being polite. Like, almost like if, if someone after a show goes, I got a joke for you, I'll go, ah, what he's, you know. Even, like, because the joke always sucks. It's never a good one. Like, you want to come to my job? No, I shouldn't, you fucking crushing dullard. But I'll be polite and I'll laugh. So you thought he was just complimenting your cock at a, just at a yeah, nice Yeah, but what was he going to say? Like, ugh, you know. He had to fucking... I thought Tom was here. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's true. So, have you been, have you been working a lot on the road or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you, know, and th- you know, thank God the whole, Do you the have whole any threesome with, nah, the whole threesome with Ron Jeremy thing. I'm glad that's done. It's back to doing fucking gigs in Baltimore because that's what you really want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm here tomorrow night. I got a show, uh, you know, in the sold out show, but uh, apparently there was 1,600 comps that they just released. <laughs> so, uh, that's what the promoters tell you when you're not selling tickets. Like, no, it's going okay, but they just released a bunch of comps, if you want to mention that. So if you have any desire to do anything at midnight tomorrow, boy, is there availability. <laughs> when, you go, when you go out there, who do you bring with you? Who opens for you? Um, I don't really know who's... Uh, I always try to bring someone... Uh, I always try to bring a, a person who's very different than me, who's yeah. really funny. Like, I used Amy Schumer for a while. But, uh, you know, she's obviously too big to open out. Or I try to find a woman who's very different than me and kills just so our energy is You totally do Annie Letterman, stage. right? Uh, yeah, I like Annie a lot. She's very funny. So you, you like to bring a woman opener? Yeah, who's, who's but, you know, who's, just the energy is totally different. Because I've used guys before, and they think that they have to be dirty in front of me and filthy. And, like, I don't want to follow somebody going for the same fucking... You should use someone like, like Natalie Merchant or Suzanne Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to like remark snidely, but I fucking think that's the best idea I've heard. <laughs> so, but what, what kind of audience? Like, to be honest with you, sometimes I think I'd be uh, like, I, I'm sure I could handle your audience, but sometimes of they, you could. They, 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 I think they might be frightening. Am I wrong? No, nah, in certain locations they are. But like, where are those places? Philadelphia. <laughs> they're fucking. Are you from Philly? Yeah, they're fucking. Bro- I had one opener one time. Uh, we were doing a, a gig, and, and the fucking like, people stood up and started doing an Eagles chant in the middle of his act. And they weren't being dicks to him on purpose. They were just like, you know, we just do an Eagles chant. We're bored. We're going to do this. Yeah, they weren't even bored. They're like, hey, he's funny, but it doesn't matter that there's a human being talking on stage. We should do an Eagles chant because we're just fucking drunks. What's the worst fucking thing that's happened to you with one of your fans, like, when you've been performing? I mean, do you, like, is there problems? No, very rarely. I mean, uh, you know, the worst thing that's... Now, nah, the fights have broken out in the shows, but I usually don't know about them. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm just kind of fucking motor-mouthing to survive it. Like, I'm always happy when I walk off and somebody hasn't asked me to sign an album in front of the Dakota, you know? <laughs> I'm always... All right. Maybe I should have made that a clearer reference, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be murdered by one of my own fans is the point I'm making. <laughs> Have you had moments where you look at the guy and you're like, this is it? This- Fuck. You ever see talk radio when the yeah. guy walks up to Bogosian and he goes, hey, a great show. And he goes to side somebody and he goes, you're a dead fucker. Yeah. That's exactly how I'm going to go out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Eventually, sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. Somebody sooner or later. Do you got guns? No, no, I can't. I don't, uh, you know, I don't trust myself to own a weapon. Not that I'm violent towards other people, but I know that it would be just fucking too tempting to. He's already got it. a nice piece. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe Maria just said that. That's... Wow. So, how often do you do O and A? You do it every day. Every day, yeah. And like, did it, like so, what time do you wake up? Uh, Five thirty. And do you, what, how do you handle it? Because I did morning radio for a while. It fucks your fucking life up. Yeah, it? it's fucking horrible. I, I'm an insomniac and I got sleep apnea, and it's fucking terrible, man. Because I go to bed at like twelve o'clock in the morning and I'm texting them. Sex addiction is fucking horrible. Like you know, it's like uh, you know, it, it just fucks up your wiring and you can't sleep. It's, it's and you always feel like fucking out of it, like you've just like been hitting the head yeah, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I just read Tom Sizemore's book about been fucking doing meth, and it's like you don't high like you do meth, but you have that same fucking detachment from everything, and you feel nothing, and you know. <laughs> Have Sorry you heard- to bum the whole crowd out with my fucking... <laughs> Have you hallucinated? No, I, yeah. I mean, I was like, hey, I think... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have. I'm like, yeah, well, she looks like a girl. And then, you know, you fucking... Even though doesn't... deep down I kind of know, but I pretend I don't know, so I don't have to question my own sexuality. What, what is... Do you question your own sexuality? Wouldn't you if you were me? It's fucking... It's, it's nothing but long shaves in the mirror going, are you or aren't you? What the fuck is... Fucking endless soul searching and the fucking anything with a reflection. But we were just talking about that, the, the idea of pansexuality, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, it's just, it's just a feeling. You don't have to define it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> but when you're like having sex with a, with a, a transsexual, do you, do you sit there and go like, what am I doing? No, I mean, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm fucking having a ball is what I'm doing. I'm like, but, I'm trying to convince myself, like, yeah, you know, but my dick is harder than it should be at this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry to only be talking about sex. I don't want it to just be a fucking dick joke. I, I apologize. No, we I, can talk about whatever you want. What else is on your mind? We don't have to sex, talk about Sex, but I mean, I feel bad that that's all I'm talking about because there's fucking funny people up here. It's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. What do you mean it's embarrassing? Well, you know, it's just... It's... So let's talk about something else. No, I'm fine talking about that. I can... <laughs> let's be honest. Go with what you know in front of an audience. Well, we were talking to Maria, but what, what do your folks think of what's going on? Like, do you folks, do you, you, you get support from your family? Yeah. It's yeah. fucking embarrassing when they come to the shows, though. Because one time I was talking about golden showers on the fucking radio. And, uh, do you like those? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have talked about it. I wasn't judging them. Oh, you know, shame. <laughs> What's the appeal of that? Wait, I, is it giving or getting? Um, uh, perf- both. Nice question, I mean? Michael. Nice you question, know? Michael. That, was, yeah. that one was sitting there waiting. Well, what's yeah. the cleanup situation on that? The cleanup situation? Yeah. I'll show you. There. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanup. What would you do if somebody served you a meal? Throw it all over the bed? Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> so, and this is. These are supposedly open-minded people, but I think that. Can, yeah. can you tell us what's great about it? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird... As a kid, I had an attraction. And I'm not saying... I swear, I'm not trying to be shot. I don't think it's outrageous. No, when I believe I, you. When I was a kid, I used to... There was two twins. Uh, and I would fucking... I would get them both to sit on my face with their pants because they would always piss their pants and I would smell it. This is like I was in second grade. So that smell has always had some kind of a yeah. weird thing for me. This woman up front is very upset about this story. What's that? Woman up front very upset by this story. Miss, you don't have to be. It's, you know, it's... No, I mean, who hasn't yeah. had that happen where you're smelling yeah. pee and... 
I don't think that's unusual. Yeah, come on. I mean, fucking I animals piss on trees. They know. All right, stay away. Stay away. It's something that we all kind of... Yeah, but you didn't stay away. You no, I didn't. Com- I fucking, you were you know, compelled I fucking towards it. showed up and I fucking laid back and I opened my mouth. But I was talking about it on the radio. <laughs> the reason I mentioned this is you asked about You're my telling pet. the truth. I love that. I was... Uh, it, I was uh, I was I was telling that story on the radio one time. Yeah. And my father and mother had been listening to the radio, and my father goes, "You know, your mother and I were listening, and uh, we, were t- we heard you talking about that weird uh, sexual stuff." And he goes, "But I told your mom that you were just kidding." And, and I'll never forget the look was just like, "Please God, just nod that you were fucking kidding." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Dad, I was just riffing for the radio, and we both knew that I wasn't." Jim, you just elbowed me, and I just I want to maintain a barrier between us. <laughs> I'm just trying how, to connect with somebody and make sure that I'm here. How quickly does it cool? Again, I've never let it stay out long enough to tell. It's fucking body I have, temperature many, and it goes right How many right dates down. in do you get to sort of... What's that? How many dates? Like How if, many dates yeah, in? Yeah, I mean, it's not first dates. If it, if it doesn't happen on the first, it's the last. <laughs> <laughs> make note, ladies, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, only women with that. Only women oh, with that? Yeah, yeah, because you can't lie under somebody who's standing over you and convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you'd rather not see the dick if there is one? Uh, well, yeah, of course not. <laughs> no. I don't even like that word. <laughs> She's just a lady with a gift. <laughs> it's so important uh, to celebrate the body. Huh? Well, do any of you have any questions for Jim? Or talk, or talk to... Um, does anybody shit on you? Do you do that? Well, that's the, a great the, question. The entire business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. <laughs> anybody with a network job? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not that fucking. No, you're not know. weird. Why no, would I do that? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I like cheesecake. But I don't have to have that and apple tart. This is not like. Is this your regular sex life, or is this like an occasional? No, no, no. It's just we've all, you know whatever, man. It's like, you know everybody's. It's really, it sounds weird to talk about, but it's not. When you talk to somebody who's fucking got a 25 or 30 year drug run, they talk about drinking and winding right. up in jail and doing all that. This stuff just sounds weird, but it's... It's, it's also very common. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, I interviewed, uh, when I was working with Mark at Air America, uh, this woman who wrote a book. She's a madam, uh, a famous one in Washington, D.C. And golden showers is one of the most common things. And also, the, I know that you said you're not in this defecation, but over a coffee table. Oh, yeah. Last coffee table. And the, mo- the most powerful men, she said, in Washington and co- in, corp- in the world of corporate finance are the ones that want the most, a thing called a ball buster, mm. which is where she would stand in her high heels on their sack. Yeah. And gold I think showers, any heels, any and, heels on the sack would be. defecation. <laughs> and a lot of these guys, because they felt, uh, who were very powerful during the day and, and did things during the day they were not sort of proud of, like cultural crime, you know, uh, financial and, and, and political right. crimes. Shame. They because. wanted that, they wanted to be, and also they didn't want to be in control all the time. They wanted to be dominated by this woman. And, and golden showers, it, it's actually a very, very common thing. No, I think coffee we, table I defecation, think... not as much. Danny right. Thomas, though. Hitler. Yeah, sure. Chuck sure. Berry, I've heard. Hitler. Chuck Berry, when we, and that tape of Chuck Berry with the golden showers, he does it in the tub. Oh, clean up. Uh, remember uh, Chuck Berry's sure, urinating was, uh, on the on the uh, sex worker. Yeah. 
And then, uh, and she's like, ow, it's in my eyes. And then, and, and then she says, kiss me. He's like, I'm not going to kiss you. He's got piss all over your face. And then he was flatulent to add insult to injury. Hey. Uh, and then he's like, now nah, you can smell my he, fog. To be fair. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Chuck Berry. He the did invent game. rock and roll music, though. Yeah, uh, he and he's a wonderful musician. <laughs> he invented rock and roll. But uh, I think it's actually much more common and not that odd. Well, I think, Janine, I think we all feel very good about it now. Don't we? Don't well, we feel? Not, like, well, it's not like we should make Jim feel like it's ridiculous. I oh, I was just curious. I think folks, I think tonight is the night that a lot of you go home. <laughs> Lay under we, your coffee started, table. Yeah, we've started the conversation <laughs> for you. There's got to be at least two or three dudes in here that are like, I never really thought about it, but it sounds pretty good. But, by the way, the coffee table is known as the dignity saver. I'll be happy to uh, donate saver. this bottle of water is to that, get things started. Is that what it's called? The dignity saver, yeah. What's that? Let's throw out these water bottles to get things started. <laughs> But when you go, like, when, all right, we, we don't have to keep talking about it, but when you, when, when, you, when, when you think about your perfect girl, like, if you want to, you lost the weight, you want to start getting out into the world, who, who, how does that look to you? Who do you think you're going to get? I don't know. I, I've gotten so fucking odd in my, I'm 44, and I, I'm starting to get turned on by weird stuff. Like, I, like, I really mean this. Like, honestly, I like <laughs> scent. Starting. He's starting to get turned on by but weird But I mean, yeah. It's just, it's just starting now. It's new. There's a twist in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that weird shit, hand-holding, pecking on the cheek. <laughs> but no, I don't know, man, because I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you know, it's always that quest for more. It's not about looking for one so thing. So it's like a, a compulsion. Of course, yeah. There's not a real goal. It's, it's the idea of always hunting for But Okay, what's something. that? Let me ask you this then. Did you start off like, did it, like, like with any uh, compulsion, did it start off slow? Was it just like jerking off, then jerking off for an hour, then jerking off for two hours, and like, you know? I don't remember. It started off in, in fucking grammar school, like when I was in first, second grade. Always with kids, but I was never molested. I show all the signs of being molested. Right. But I have none of the memories of that. It was yeah. all kids my own age. It was never anybody, like, no adults. And it's funny because you look like a molester. I should have. <laughs> oh, well, I think this has been. Um, <laughs> Laughed a little too long, Joe. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Um, and it has nothing to do with my blacked out van windows. It's because I thought you were. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say I look like I've been molested and you hit me with molester and I was like, that was a fucking... I understand why you would think that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, would you like to have children? Nah, I'm not into kids in any... Like, I, that's why I, I hate... <laughs> Honestly. That's why I don't even... I, that's why pedophilia is so unappealing to me because I don't even want kids as fucking friends. Like, I hate them. I really do. I don't yeah. like... I, I admire them. They're cute, but I have no desire to be around kids in any way, shape, or form. Really? Do, None. Do, do you, do, can you track the feeling? Like, what, that kid is a fucking asshole? Or? No, 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 no. It's just because I'm self-centered and I know I wouldn't be able to be a, a good... Like, you know what I mean? I worry too much about what I want to do. Do you have would, nephews, nieces? I love my nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, nephew's yeah. like 18 and I have another nephew who's like... You know, I love my, my Do nephew. they come to your shows? My, my, my 18-year-old nephew does, yeah, but the other one's four months, so no, he hasn't been to one yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Norton. You're going to kick on that music. Michael Ian Black, Maria Bamford, Todd Berry, Janine Garofalo. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Moon Tower. Thank you for listening to WTF. Good night. <laughs>